Hello and welcome to the Golden Goose Shot podcast, where three friends loosely talk about all things media. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Alad. Hello. And Josh. Hello. And as our theme is, this week I have got them both to watch something that I thought they would truly, truly, you know, just relax into, which is The Lighthouse uh, from 2019. I hate you. I wouldn't say relax. Jesus Christ, what um, was that film? Well, it was, it, it, I think it was something that, you know, it was a nice, it's the same sort of wavelength as Cars and Disney. It's that sort of sit back. Oh yeah, easy watching. Like, oh. don't have to understand what's going on. You just watch it and enjoy. Yeah, yeah that's okay, exactly what happened. Okay. Spoiler alert, the guy has sex with a fish. Oh no, not a fish, a mermaid. He has sex yes. with a mermaid. And we're just supposed to be okay with that. And we're supposed to accept it like it's an everyday normal thing. And then, Is it not? And then the mermaid he has sex with turns into a guy. And that's not, even the most, that's not even the most annoying or weird thing about it. Well, before we, we get on to the, uh, the film... Yeah, this I'll is going to be a long ask, one. But by, by yeah, the way... That, just, yeah, that is going to be... By the way, just to start things off, it is extremely hot at the moment. Like, I think where I am now, it's about 30 degrees um, and, like, quite a lot of humidity. And we're all recording in closed-off windows... Uh, doors closed, like blankets everywhere to dampen the sound. So we are. If you hear one of us like fall over or anything like that, don't be concerned. We'll just just I'm actually worried about sweating on my mic. That's how <laughs> yeah. hot I am I, right I now. I think there might be some water damage in mine already. Like it is <laughs> awful. I don't understand how people just live in this climate. Like I don't either. It is to, ridiculous. This is by far the warmest I've recorded in so far. Yeah, and um, yeah. I kind of want to end the podcast right now. If I'm not okay. currently, currently it's twenty eight <laughs> degrees here, and it is rhyming. And I I went for a run earlier, and it was cooler when I went for a run. It somehow got hotter as it got later. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. But anyway, to, com- to combat this heat, what are we all drinking? Josh, I I'm, I'm asking him because he just took a sip. Yeah, no, thanks for that. He's like, <laughs> oh, um. So I'm drinking a birthday present from Alid because um, he knows how much I like rum. He bought me a uh, Bendigedic. <laughs> that was not the right response. <laughs> what do you say? Not that's not the right. No, no. my brewer glow. <laughs> uh, stop speaking Welsh. Yeah, well, I have no idea yeah. what they're on about. I Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if anyone who's not Welsh. Um, Tell these people what you're drinking. Um, so I'm drinking a pineapple and rum, um, like pineapple flavored rum by is it Dead Man's Finger? <laughs> pineapple and rum, rum. Pineapple rum, rum. <laughs> I've I've literally had my first sip. I don't know what happened. It's like last week all over again. Jesus, I was editing last week just now, like a couple hours ago. Oh my god, why didn't anyone tell me how drunk I was? <laughs> like I'm just like <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I kept I kept editing myself out because I'm like, Josh, just stop talking. Shush, stop it. You're going to, for the next podcast, well, for the last podcast, you're just going to hear big bits of silence <laughs> where Josh was speaking and he just edited it out and just <laughs> completely cut out. Mm. It's going to be like a 10 minute podcast because he just couldn't think of a way to properly do it. Yeah, no, just for you guys talking and me going, hello, welcome and goodbye. 
Or it's going to be he's just re-recorded all his bits back in. So to be honest, just... at one point I thought, well, I want to hear, I want to respond, but I sound, I just didn't respond well. I'm like, should I re-record? I'm like, nah, that's never in so fun. <laughs> Guys, that was funny. Ha 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 ha. Al, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking the same as last week. Uh, so another apple juice and whiskey. So it wasn't poison then? No, it was actually mm. bloody lovely. Uh, I still don't. I th- I've mm. been on a real apple juice bender this week. <laughs> this is <laughs> not a whiskey a bender. <laughs> Isn't that just cider? An apple, ju- <laughs> apple juice bender. <laughs> shh, Jono, shh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I say to the kids. Yeah, just have reading cornflakes. Going, go, it's apple juice. Shut up. <laughs> it's like it says strong. Bro. It's like no, no, it's apples. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Jono, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a Moretti. At the moment. Oh. Oh. Well, it's come from the fridge. Oh, what? So, Moretti. What is Bia that? Moretti. Oh, no. Bia Moretti. Is it? Is that... Moretti? For, Bia, un... Bia for Bia us Moretti. uncultured, what is that? It's like a... It's like a Stella or a Peroni. It's that sort of category of beer. Oh, so a beer. <laughs> if you want to boil it, it down... I think my favourite lager. I think <laughs> that you... is my favourite lager. If you want to boil it down to its barest minimum, yeah, Josh, it is a beer. <laughs> See, that's all I need. Just, just tell me beer, cider, wine, spirit. Is it an alcohol? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's what um, I'm having one alcohol, please. <laughs> just one. But um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's nice. It's it's one of those ones that's becoming. You're seeing it a lot more in draft now, um, which is mm, really nice because yeah. like, when you you just, I know like I, I I'm saying this like I'm forty or something. And like, I know what pub culture was like 20 years ago. But I can imagine <laughs> it was like you went into a bar and it used to be like two lagers and two ales. And that was your lot. I mean, it was like a Heineken and a Foster's and a like Doom bar. Nah, and a... nah Heineken, that's too high. It's going to be Carling. Yeah, I was going to say. You culture swine. You know why I say that? Because I think that Heineken is one of the biggest beer owners in the world like they own i think they yeah, own fosters yeah. and they own like moretti they own like loads of stuff they own most of amsterdam as well yeah pretty <laughs> much um but it's they do a lot of deals that you pretty much do like one one or two deals if you're a pub or whatever you either go with like heineken or you go with um i forget the other one you but you you either go with one or the other and they install like your pumps and they maintain them and they but you can only buy a certain beers. That's why when you go to pubs, you kind of get to see, they kind of look the same. So they have one of two of the same beers, like all over. And it's because they all go with the same company. So um, that's why I said Heineken, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but um, yeah, just defending myself, why I said Heineken. Um, that's right. As long, yeah. as long as, is Heineken a beer? I'm joking, yes, I know that one. I know that, I promise. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Mm, I'd like, I don't mind Heineken. I drink it a lot more way. No, Have any of you been to the um, the tour in Amsterdam, the Heineken factory tour? No, I was. we were going to, but there's quite a lot to do in Amsterdam. And <laughs> beer was the top of my approach. I mean, I drank a lot of beer over there, but going to like a place they made it. Oh. Have you guys <laughs> been to... Um, um, What's Dublin's one called? Um, Guinness. Yeah, no, no, what's the, what's the Saint, St. James Park? Called that? I think it's some love. Isn't, isn't I, I remember like, Guinness. Isn't that a football stadium? stadium? Yeah. It's a... Is it? 
you know, you're totally it's right. Not Saint James's what, <laughs> yeah, what is it? Saint, is it? I think it's like Saint James Road Street or something like that. Or like I don't know. It's something to do with the saint. But yeah, Look, anyway, it's, it's too hot, Josh. I can hear. <laughs> yeah. I can see steam coming off your head trying to work you, this it out. It is actually. I didn't. I haven't long had a shower, and actually the water's just pouring off me. It's so. <laughs> God, we need to stop describing it. People can't. People wouldn't actually be able to tell if we didn't yeah. say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, over in Dublin, that's really cool. And they got like a viewing thing at the top where you can see like all of Dublin. That's pretty I don't cool. know I have Dublin. wanted to go there. Mm. Uh, it's, it's weird. Dublin's really expensive. It's nice, but it's really expensive. Like, it's like London prices, but it's got as much to do as London. Well, I can, I can imagine it's really exper- expensive for tourists. Like, that. Yeah, if you live there, you probably know the pubs that you want to be going to. Yeah, just like London. Like. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you're probably not wrong, but it's just that that bit more expensive than say like Edinburgh. And I think Edinburgh's way better. Personally, I like Edinburgh. Never been to either. Well, I've, I've only I've only ever been to Wales in the UK and England. I've no way. To, yeah, I've never been to Scotland. Never been yeah, Ireland. Yeah, me. So I I did have Northern Ireland booked until Corona. So I nearly did all of them, but um, yeah, no, I've been. Been, yeah, yeah no. I, like, I like Britain. I like traveling in Britain. It's quite. Maybe it's just unlike. I don't. I used to travel in France a lot as a child. Not on my own, obviously, with my family. Um, <laughs> he hitchhiked <laughs> all the way across. Mystery yeah. holiday and, style. Yeah, and what you learn about the French, and this isn't racist because it's the French, it's fine. Um, the French, <laughs> well, even if they can speak English, they won't. They just will not speak English to you. They really yeah. They, like, I had this. I yeah, had and, this. In, and where you, um, if you Paris. go to, and yeah, if you go travel to Germany or like a public or like anywhere, they're just they're really just like oh yeah English oh yeah and they just really like you're like you're like trying to say anything they're like no no English it's fine and they'll just really enjoy speaking English. So the French are just like if you can say one word to me in English, I'm gonna stab you. Yeah, and but <laughs> I do I do think this is like the problem of British people is that. I do think we go anywhere in the world and we're, we're like shocked if the other person doesn't respond in English. We go to a <laughs> shop and we're like, gum, gum, beer, beer. And you're like, oh, you don't speak English. And you're like, mate, you're in Greece. Why do you think he's going to speak English to you? Like, it just, <laughs> I, see, like, I used to think like that until one of uh, my Czech friends said, nope, that's the great thing about being English because you, you, you feel bad, but you actually, it's fine for you. Whereas like people in Czech, they, no one has any idea what they're saying. Even people in their own country are like, what? Mm. <laughs> I'm like we're whereas here yeah. we're just like they're just like no don't feel bad for it you know you 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 lucked out and got a good language and I was like okay well I I do feel bad still but <laughs> it makes it I, sound like it was in a hat and we all just had to pick and yeah. it's just like English yes and it's just yeah. like it's people that are Mandarin like I got oh. English and Welsh uh, mm. you just like pick out Latin and you're like oh crap yeah Alan I feel you got English and like you get another pick and then like write the scrap to the bottom you're like oh Welsh <laughs> yay it's just half it's ripped off and you just oh <laughs> great I didn't even speak English until I was five or six no it was way literally purely Welsh yeah. were you that Welsh I was that Welsh <laughs> oh my god I didn't know that yeah I love the I fact I remember going over my friend's house and he spoke Welsh and English but his mum only spoke English mm. and um his mum was goes to me do you want do you, want, do you want fish and chips? And I just looked at her, didn't respond, just stared at her. Just like, jo- Alan, it's funny you saying this, but how did you know what she was saying? Because like... I was told afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Alan, understand this, her. This just feels like an, internal, like an internal monologue that you could have dreamt up, a scenario. <laughs> but I remember no. I remember once we were in the flat and you were... We, I, 
I don't know why we were talking about kids TV programs, but we were. And then <laughs> you were really, I think you were really shocked by like Fime and Sam or something not being Welsh because you were watching them all in like Welsh, weren't you? Oh, but yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You but it's like, based in Wales as well. No, but it's for, it's for, yeah. I, I, I swear you were like, oh, isn't that Welsh? And I was like, no. And you're like, isn't this Welsh? And I'm, no. Like, because your whole childhood was in Welsh. And then mine was obviously in English. Oh, but you were not I was love... like giving you this yeah, whole new... the Welsh versions of the shows. Yeah. Have you not loved Ponty Pandy? Ponty Pandy. It's not the Welshest thing on the planet. <laughs> what is Ponty Pandy? Yes, well, it's Fireman Sands based. Yeah, but they, not, they don't speak in Welsh accents, though, do they? Oh, yeah, they well, do. They not speak really. Welsh in my show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah but... <laughs> Very they... Welsh accents. <laughs> I thought there was like a really famous. There's one in there who's just really Welsh, and he's like, "Oh no, Sam! <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Fireman <laughs> Sam has come to save the day again." Yeah. <laughs> I watched an episode of that where we got stuck in a lift, and I know there's nowhere in South Wales with a lift, so it's just. Uh, it's thank so- you. <laughs> it, we we built one just for the episode. <laughs> yeah, they was built yeah. for the one episode, so Sam could come and fix. Half of the level. funding for Fireman Sam went on that one lift. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just crew operated you saw the crew behind yeah, so the scenes like pulling it. <laughs> you know I, the first I think the first lift in the world was built on the Isle of Wight everything that's doing it all I think it was New effect. York no, well, it, what weirdly it was, enough I know I don't know if it was the first but I was watching a documentary on a building that was built before um, lifts I say documentary it was like a YouTube documentary it was like 10 minutes long um, but it was about architecture and stuff like that and the first building for a lift was built before lift because they could kind of tell the technology was coming but they weren't quite sure and the lift's still there but they kind of didn't predict it wrong but they predicted they were going to be round so there's like it's a round lift and they had to put a, so they built it all and then they had to like all these lifts were made that were square because it's the most best for standing in and actually, it was so they so they put a round one in there. You can still use that round lift today, and it's really inefficient because mm-hmm. it's round. But um, yeah, so the first lift shaft was built before the first lift. By I don't know why, but the thought of a round lift really just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, because theoretically, there's nothing right. Like a lift could be any shape on the planet, but yeah, not but what... them not being square or like slightly rectangle is weird. Oh, it's yeah. it's because of um, structural inter- integrity. So when you build a like skyscraper, a retail building, you buy you build the lift shaft first, and then you basically construct around that. Um, it's like in, in old houses, you'd always buy, build like the fireplace, and then everything would be built mm. around that. So if you see buildings like in London going up, you'll see the lift shaft going up first. But yeah, no, I yeah, no, I knew that. And then those angles are a lot easier to build on. Yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously but... at the time they weren't building lift shafts in them, so they just predicted that it was going to be round. And it's not <laughs> like it's not in it; it's kind of in the center. Like, do you know? Do you know how I can describe it? Do you know our stairs in USW that were kind of swirly? Swirly, yeah. Just imagine that, but without the swirls around. But like a lift, just like a straight round lift going up. So kind of like that. Yeah. That's kind of what it looked like. Anyway, my, the reason I was saying about the, the lift is that in Osborne House, which was the um, Queen Victoria's like holiday residence. She spent like a whole load of time there. Um, she had a lift installed there in like eighteen sixty or fifty five or something like that. So I think it would have been about like two years or three years after the one in New York. 
And it was so, hand-operated, so people were pulling on it to get her up and all that sort of stuff. Oh, they pulled on the Queen to get her up. <laughs> Your words, oh. not mine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's why I said it. But, um, yeah. Okay, so it's it's half right. I Yeah, I mean, it's like all my facts. Like, if you accept them, you'll probably never get to a point in your life where they'll get proven wrong. So they sound correct. But, but they, they don't sound correct. They sound implausible. No, and then, then we research them. completely out there. And then you go, oh, yeah, but it's one, it's one eighth right. You're like, yeah, but that's not right. That's just... But, <laughs> but that's the bit I focused on. Yeah. yeah that's, what you're doing is clickbait. That's what it is. We've got this bad it, statement. They're just like, oh, well, it's yeah, kind but of if right. You, if, you say, if you say something like, oh, this football pitch was the first ever football, football pitch ever made, you're like, wow, that's amazing. If you go, oh, this football pitch was the 72nd football pitch, you go, oh, well, that's not exciting. You have to you have to grab people. Yeah, but then yeah. you're just well, like, lying. Well, like, yeah, like clickbait. That's a, that's a blatant lie. <laughs> yeah, but lying lying is just a form of the truth. I'll tell you okay? what, on this episode, I'll call, we'll call it how to make a million dollars in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> And they'll be like, illegally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that's not a lie. Please. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll <laughs> change sponsors. the we'll change Please the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, back. just <gasps> got five thousand views in <laughs> five seconds. Mm. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> anyway, so well, I'm glad that we went on a tangent from drinking to lifts to Queen Victoria. Yeah, um, but um, anyway. Anyway, what have we all been doing in this... Sorry, I'm just watching Alan spray his face. Oh, you guys can't see this, but Alan just stopped, took his glasses off, used one of those like water-cooling sprays on himself, and it it was just like a mist that went over him. Now you can't tell what's sweat and water. Oh, that's all right, then. <laughs> you're you're oh. making it... I, I bet in your mind you thought you were like a... Um, Tresemme, like commercial, where like, tss, oh, yeah. tss, and like walking through the mist, but it looked like you were trying to kill like a mosquito, like just spray it. <laughs> it generally like a mosquito laddy face. You just kind of like, tss. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm wondering it why your eyes. Nice it was a proper mist, yeah. <laughs> a thick mist. Uh, anyway, but so anyway. this this week I've had a good week. I ran a half marathon this week, which was really why? stupid of me. Josh, why? Um, because. Because the, last week, obviously, I had like a birthday thing and I ate so much rubbish. I was like, right, I need to do some good running. So the most I ran was six uh, kilometers or six K, as I'm going to call it. Um, so I was like, right, I'll run nine K because I need to I need to run more. Um, I need to need a good day. So it got up early, started running at like eight. And then I got to like, I got to the, nearly the end of nine K. I was like, I feel all right, I'll just run ten. Because um, the base of the laps I do, they're like a three kilometer lap, basically. So I was like, oh, well, I'll run that. And I was like, oh, well, I'll go to 10 just because I'd rather run 10K than 9K. And then I was like, oh, I still feel all right. So I'll just go up to like 12. So I did another lap. And then at some point on that 12th lap, I was like, how far is a half marathon? And I was like, oh, it's like it's like nearly double this because it's 21 kilometers. Um, so I was like, mm, well, I'll just keep running until like, I decide to stop. So I did 15. Um, and then at 40 to 15, I was like, right, I'm just going just gonna to run another six. It's fine. So 15.1, um, I was cursing myself and wanted to kill myself. Um, and pretty much that to 19 and a half, I was, I must, if anyone saw me, as people did, they probably looked at me going, oh my God, that, that, that kid's dying. 
like what the hell's going on <laughs> as I'm running like <gasps> just like barely walking running that type of like thing <laughs> so uh so yeah I finally did it and then I kind of got home and I'm like what the hell have you done and I was like I, I don't know I I don't I don't understand it I don't understand why I did it and uh, my knees absolutely killed <laughs> but I felt all right that was like two days ago and I feel fine now I went for a run earlier so I can't I don't know how you can do um I get the thing about running is I get really bored of the I same so scenery. So, so I I completely understand what you mean. Um, I say with running, if you can run five k, you can push yourself to ten k. If you can run ten k, you can push yourself to a half marathon. Um, and it's just those like pushing yourself, and actually you realize it's just one foot in front of the other. You slow down, you you stop and walk if you need to, but you can go. Cause every, <laughs> is that for, what you saying? Bolt's coach said to him when he ran the. The hundred meters, but it's, okay. it's well, just when... one foot in front of the other. That's all you've got to do. Yes. Well, Usain Bolt puts one foot in front of the other just faster than anyone else. That's <laughs> that's all he does. Granted, I could not do it that fast. I'm not going to claim it's easy what he does, but that's all he does. He put one foot in front of the other, and all I did was put one foot in front of the other because I can because everyone here could walk a half marathon in a day. It would take you know six hours, but we could do it. And I just did it, and I just did that, but faster. And some points I walked fast and some points around josh look me me and Alad, like we haven't been living on mars and just come down here and you're explaining to us running like and walking you're just like look okay you get one foot it goes in front and then the next one it moves beyond that and you just carry on this motion yeah, but i feel like everyone finds running like this impossible thing that only like pro athletes can do i'm nowhere near a pro athlete no nothing about me screens pro athlete whatsoever but what it's i just... don't understand is why some marathon runners don't use the most effective form of um, transport, skipping. <laughs> yeah, it's it's energy saving. Or is, skip, or is skipping the most effective form? Because I feel people yeah. would skip. Yeah, it's well, they so practically energy, do. It's energy efficient. It's fast. I, it's perfect. But I is think it over a long stay, distance? I've had this argument many a time. Is it over a long distance? Every single time. Because I if it is, I'm going to start skipping. I'm, but no, I actually I get what you mean. Because momentum-wise... You are, you you because the running when you swing your arms, it's just throw momentum forward. So you got a little bit further each time. Yeah. Um. But skipping. Yeah. So the, mm, skipping is like a little jump each time. Yeah, but maybe it burns. Maybe it's harder energy wise, so it's hard to keep up over a long distance. Nope. It's the best form of transport. <laughs> I yeah. I love the way you're. There's very few times, Alan, that I would say you're you're unable to argue with. You're always open to other opinions, but this is one of the few times you've literally gone, nope, it's the best, deal with it. No, it is. <laughs> well, you practice, like Eustain Bolt, when he does the 100 metres, he, um, I think like 30% of the time, he's in the air. Like, he's, pra- he's like, <laughs> a lot of the time. Cause no, but honestly, he, I thought it was bounces. more than that. I honestly yeah, like, thought it was more. He bounces a lot of the time, so like, yeah. I don't think... Um, I don't know why I'm arguing skipping. Skipping is not the most efficient bloody but way. I feel, but actually, when I'm saying, I no, feel it is. is. I feel it from is 100%. Okay, okay Alid, Alid, I want to see you trying to skip for a mile. It's okay, 100 <laughs> metres. You can try and see me jog for a mile. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'll skip Alan, a mile Alan, before I can jog One foot in front of the other, that's all it is. Oh, God. Um, anyway, there's a, there's a mega marathon or something like that, I think, in New York where they go around one block, I think, and it's something like 100 miles they go oh, for. Oh, Jesus. And so they go around one block for that amount of time, and it's just literally like, oh, what? Do you see the people in lockdown who are running, like, marathons in their garden? 
Like, and they literally have like a 10 meter garden where they do like laps. I saw, I saw quite an interesting version of that. I saw a guy on YouTube um, climb Everest on his stairs. Uh, so he lives in like a 30 story building. So he climbed up, um, took the lift down, climbed up. And I think it took him about a week to do it in total. But nah. Yeah, I think it that's is. happened. Like I, I remember in the Isle of Wight, there was some firemen raising money for something, and they were they had set up some stairs, and they were just going to walk Everest. But Everest, like, it's it's actually not because it's only I think Don't it's five. Say it. mi- <laughs> well, it's Everest five, isn't it, that tall. No, no. But the thing is, is that it, the reason it's difficult is because you lose air. It's yeah, so yeah, cold. Yeah. And I, I do. I stuff. do actually, for once, agree, understand what Johnny means. If yeah. it's, it's five not miles. that it's hard five miles. at that's sea level. It's, yeah. it's not fun at sea level or not easy, but mm-hmm. it's certainly, you know, anyone who's a bit not above really average in terms think, of fitness yeah. could do it, mm. you know, and especially since you could stop and, you know, but yeah, on the last, I think the last like kilometer of Everest, if you don't, you know, you will die if you spend more than like, with an oxygen marsh, you'll die if you spend more than like 40 minutes up there. Yeah, it's, it's we, pretty, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> no, <laughs> so don't climb Everest, kids. It's yeah, I safe. don't understand, like. We humans are not supposed to be up there. Like we're, we're not. There's no part <laughs> of our nature or design that is designed to be up on that. But, that but there's like no animals peak. up there. Like you know, there's like microbacteria. They're like, oh, life lives up here. I'm like, no, life doesn't live up there. Life <laughs> ended up there and can just cope with it better than us. And like, no one's going. You know what? I got this new real estate opportunity. Like, oh, where is it? Well, funny you say that. <laughs> I think we should go into business. Let's make a hotel on the top of Everest. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'd be great. Actually, fairness, the amount of people up there. Jesus. That's why everyone keeps dying up there. Like, more people die. It's got safer to... It has got safer to climb Everest. I will say that, than it used to be. But people keep dying because they keep... People want it as cheap as possible. Mm. So, like, inexperienced people are going up there with, like, shitty tour guides. Um... Who like are doing it like yeah because it used to be really expensive and it still is expensive but you can probably do it for like five six grand now which i can imagine i can like, imagine someone going up there with like a george jacket on that's, like, that's literally what he's yeah. getting like now people are just being like super idiots about it and you just kind of think oh no and then the people then they keep going well the death rate's going up you're like yeah no shit <laughs> yeah i don't yeah oh. i don't really see like Unless, if you do it well, I can see it being, like, enjoyable. But mm. by the end, when you're at the very top, you're going to be, like, it's, like, minus 30. Yeah, like but then th- how many wins. people can say that they've climbed Everest? Like, you do it it's, for that. To be honest, if someone offered me to climb Everest, they said I have to train for a year and I had to pay myself, I would 100% climb Everest. Oh, yeah, if someone's going to pay me to do it. No, yeah, no, okay. no, if I had to pay and I had to train for a year, but someone's like, yeah, we're going as a group, do you want to join? I'd 100% do it. That sounds sod off. I'd be like, get, I'd, I'd rather keep my 10 grand, thank you very much. Mm. Oh, no, I No, because imagine that. Imagine, cause, John, okay, this is different. You come from London. There's a lot of cool people in London who've done a lot. Like I've talked about before, the coolest person from Cambran <laughs> built Panic Attack from Robot Wars, and someone ended up third on Big Brother. We don't have a lot of cool people here. So to be the kid that climbed Everest, uh, pretty cool. God. I'd rather go to like one of the poles. And be there. Ooh, ooh, that, that, ooh. Okay, you, mm, you've uh, you've changed from that. Oh, whatever. I think I would actually. I'd rather go to. Would you rather the north or the south? That's actually what south. I'm just thinking. <laughs> it's like more bigger and more remote, isn't it? 
I don't know, but I think the South Pole sounds cooler. I don't know why. I mean, it makes... Oh, I meant South, actually. Actually, I meant South. <laughs> I meant South. Um, but uh, it's... Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's funny. I was... I don't know why, but I do this... I, you, you might know what I mean, but you start researching something and then it's four o'clock in the morning and you look back at what you've looked at and you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. So I found myself looking at uh, getting journeys on um, freight carriers... Um, like cargo ships so, so you can so I was about four in the morning planning my holiday on a uh, uh, container ship and you can so you pay to be in like the cabin of a container ship as it goes from ports so I was like oh I'd be mad so I'd be I could like hop around the world and eventually get there's, to South Pole. There's people who do it, and theoretically you can do it for free, because it's only this, if you have to, like, ask the captain, and the captain approves, and you'll be like, basically, the captain, if the captain's like, yeah, sure, but you've got to stay here and stay in this room for, like, ever, for, like, two months, and, yeah. uh, you know, not disturb anyone, um, do some, either, so someone will be like, do some work, someone will be like, just stay out of the way and eat when we eat. Um but they, yeah, people the people do it, and people seem to really enjoy it. But I just think I couldn't sit in a room at sea for two months. Like, no. I'd I'd kind of like to do it, like just to be like, because there's a there's one you can do for like seven days, which is from like uh, from like uh, Felixstowe to like somewhere in Sweden. You know, that small... just sounds like a shit cruise. I was just yeah, about no, to but, say, is, yeah, no, is it just I'd a much, shit cruise that you're on? I'd around? much rather, much, much rather be on a container ship than a cruise liner. Definitely. No, you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, definitely. Much rather. You, much you'd rather, rather be in a can ship I, Can I have did... your reason for that? It's just, oh, no. I couldn't think of anything worse than being on a cruise. Because uh, you, you can't, you're stuck with everyone. Okay, what if you a cruise to yourself? Well, yeah, of course I would want that. Like, no, but, you, no, but you I fully understand that being like myself. a tourist and everything like that. You're kind of like, oh, I don't want to be with like old people, like families and shit. But I can't imagine being on my own for like, oh, would be much worse. Like, just be like, and they're not, because most of these cruises, most of these places, they go to places there's no Wi-Fi, no internet. You know, you couldn't just mm -hmm. chill and watch stuff. You'd have to, anything you take would have to keep you occupied. And what do you it, mean? We, can, container ships have Wi-Fi and all this no, stuff. No, they don't. Most, they do. No, they, they do. don't. It, you, Most container uses, ships, I think, it I think it's something like seventy percent of people on container ships don't like people. So, like, yeah, they'll be connected to the internet in terms of like navigation and stuff like that. But you know, you pull out your phone, it'd be no signal, and there'd be no way of getting signal. So, no, no, I, I, I they, they will go through Wi-Fi. You will be able to have <laughs> internet because the same sort of signals that get that goes through navigation will be the same is the same sort of signal yeah, but that most don't that's what i'm saying yeah maybe some do but i think it's something like 70 percent of people on these things are disconnected from the world other than like one like you know one way of like radio and stuff like that how Ooh, are you I, I don't know about this where the container ships have wi-fi or not how have we come to this <laughs> i'm pretty sure they do because sometimes okay. <laughs> when you when you run you have to just then argue about a container ship that's how it works that's how the conversation naturally flows but yeah, We've got I'd to be skipping it. to container ships. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, no, I, I really think it's not as like, oh yeah, because you know, if someone's like, you have to go, you go to sea for a week. Then I hate being at sea, so I, I'd be awful at that to throw up. Um, but someone's like, yeah, you go to sea, you get a nice little window, you know, on your phone, like watching YouTube. Like, it's not. I think that's what you envision it as. It's not. No, do you know if it's container ships? Like a lot of them, they'll have gyms. 
they have some of them have like little cinemas they have like rec rooms they have like they're they're i think the con container ships are the biggest moving things that humans have ever ever built so they have massive quarters and they have like all they have a lot of stuff on them yeah so not... john what you've just described something with a gym something with a cinema <laughs> something like do you know do you know what people call those do you know, this what? weird thing that they they call them cruises yeah, but cruise. <laughs> no, it's just I. I think it. But you're. Really... Fully, I know. I fully understand. You're. Uh... You're being put off because people are there, and I fully understand what you mean. Because it, if you're stuck in like... a boat with some annoying family who are going to be at every one of your meals, and you know, be two doors <laughs> down, and every time you go to do something by the pool, they're like, yeah. "Mom, mom." Like but I fully like, get what you mean. It's, it's like it's like you can't get a, a, a space by the pool, and you're going to be like, "Oh, don't worry. Tomorrow, everyone's going to go off and do something else," and you're like, "Oh, wait." No, they're not. Everyone's going to still be there. Have you ever been it's... on a cruise? Yeah. Uh, have I have you? to take, I've, yeah, I have to take the ferry confident. over from the Isle of Wight. Um, <laughs> I, think, but... <laughs> I, think, I think cruises are better than you imagine them. No, but it's, it's kind I of don't like, think the White why... Link counts as a cruise. <laughs> yeah. I, bet on that a bar. I, bet, oh, yeah, I bet on their advertising they will say so. Um, but um, it's kind of like, why, do, why wouldn't you just go to Spain on like an all-inclusive all resort? and do that instead of going on a cruise because people like to travel travel quote-unquote oh, i just it just like like it, and it'd be claustrophobic because i knew that I, I it would be like i'd do all the things i don't know it's just kind of like it's i think it's when people do stuff to make say you're gonna have fun by doing this and i go immediately i'm not gonna have fun no I, go, I i get what you mean any sort of like organized stuff and people yeah, are like, like you've got to do guys. this yeah i'm like no let's do limbo i, I, I want to go do and i'm like stuff. piss off like leave me alone. <laughs> and I, they're like, I, "Oh, we're showing this film." Like, oh, piss off! Right. So, sticking um, with I, the theme of the sea, should we uh, move on to the? Oh yeah, look, that was, look out! Look out! Look how well we did that. Oh, that uh, wasn't yeah, even planned. Let's pretend that, that was, was planned. Not even planned. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's a spoiler alert for the film Lighthouse. If you've not seen Lighthouse. Um, uh, if you've not seen Lighthouse, it's because it's not a film for you. <laughs> everyone everyone yeah. who would want to see Lighthouse saw it the day it came out because they were really excited by it. Everyone who ha hasn't seen it won't care. Go on, John, continue. I don't think that's fair at all, but go on. Uh, <laughs> like, there's... So I realised last week because we didn't really explain the story of Pop Fiction, so we'll explain the story just that, yeah, get it out of the way. Josh, what story? Is I'll explain the story. story? How I'll explain, could you I'll, watch that and think well, that's I'll, a story? I'll, that's I'll not explain a story. Very quickly. I'll explain very quickly. What it is, is it's a uh, it's an hour and hour and 50 minutes, and it's a horror slash comedy film about two men uh, basically losing their minds whilst being on a island with a lighthouse. And it's just their... Just sent into madness, basically. That's the whole story. Yeah, that's okay, that's yeah. a fair way of doing it. And then at, at the end, one of them kills the other one. In which is probably the most, which makes it sound like a normal film. That description made it sound yeah, like a no. normal film. So it was, it was in two thousand and nineteen, and it shot. Um, so the framework and the coloration are made to seem like a 90 i want to say 1920s i think they, i think it's kind of just like done that. to kind of mirror but because it was supposed to be set in like the 1800s 18 like 
1820 or something like that so it's kind of got really? that sort of grainy feel yeah it's supposed to be really like old. yeah it's it, yeah it's, it's it's technically based on a true event yeah it's got it's got like elements so there, there was a story of two lighthouse keepers and one of them killed the other and they used in the writing of the script they found like manuscripts from 18 something or other of uh, records kept by lighthouse keepers and that they took uh, dialogue from those records into this and um, there was a p- I would say after after doing research into the film I would say I very much commend them for their efforts they put in like I'm not I still not saying that it was I thoroughly enjoyed the film or I thought but I appreciate the amount of effort and detail they put oh, into yeah. this film like in terms of like setup, in terms of feel, in terms of like everything was real. Um, it was all very period piece. Um, you know, it's if you took away the craziness from it, it generally really was a good film and gave you a good, gave you a feeling of an ease, which obviously is what it's meant to do. But I this yeah. this film it, is a film that I know it will be like in film schools and all that sort of stuff. People will be writing dissertations and all <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff on it it's one of them it, but there's very specific type of people who will write I don't dissertations know. It, it, has, on it has like some some would call some would call them richard heads richard um, <laughs> work that out John. um so what do you yeah what with that what what do you what's the shorthand oh, okay, for richard yeah. fine but look <laughs> it, it has it has it has like extremely complex well not extreme but very complex ideas you know it has ideas of like psychoanalysis alcoholism like um ideas of like homosexuality um and it does cover mythology. a lot of topics throughout and the it's films. all these things mm-hmm. it kind yeah. of it doesn't it doesn't express or say these things and say this is what this is or that is what this is it just kind of touches upon these things and it's sort of things where you might be able to watch it you have to watch it five times or something each time thinking and watching for one specific thing so would you be happy to call this an art piece rather than a film? No, definitely not. <laughs> really? Because I, I would put it as an art piece rather than a... Not, not a true and tested art piece, but an art piece rather than a film. I wouldn't... A film to me is something you'd sit down and watch with someone. And granted, that's not, a, that's not an official thing, but for me it's a film that I sit down and say, oh, come watch this with me, uh, or even like my most creative arty people I know, I wouldn't necessarily watch this with them because that's not... The point of this is to be viewed, but the point is not to be... Watched. Watched, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, it's... You're meant... You're I, think, meant I think it's kind of... I think it's kind of... Like, it's definitely filmed that wasn't... I don't... It's definitely not an art piece, but quite a lot because, it one, it's not shown or it's not in that context like it it went for the big awards it went for all the places it released were like you you got and it it was never in the art category and all that sort of stuff it definitely has like elements that are really cinematic and all these sort of things but i don't think it's in that context it's just a film that was unashamedly not following trends it wasn't trying to be anything like films that you would watch i at the think moment. that's why i quite liked the film like it's very different to what any other films have tried to do recently. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I describe this as the artwork that Jono likes, and to anyone who doesn't really know Jono, that's not going to make sense. Yeah, but fully those black and white um, landscape 
images of just that uh, lined up perfectly. There was like, a shot when I, I look at. I was thinking to myself, um, this is the perfect description of moving image. Like each frame that comes up in the film is like an image. Like you could you could post that, or you could put an you could put a frame on the wall and it would look like an art piece. Yes, that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. but it's a moving image. Yeah, no, the whole I film. Oh yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it was them because I like to go into these films quite blind. I don't really watch mm. the trailers and stuff because I, you know, I just feel I can predict stuff. Um, so I like to go into. So it's only after I looked it up, I was like, oh my god, I didn't even know to it was fair, them. William like Defoe it was, did look they were very scruffy in the film. Obviously, getting into character, yeah. but um, Robert Pattinson. I read a thing that um, when he was doing his uh, drunk scenes, so they were drinking in the film. I think it was kerosene. And um, yeah, he was actually blackout drunk for some of them scenes. Like he doesn't remember filming some of them. Some of the clips that made it in, he doesn't remember filming. Yeah, I think it, yeah, and some of those like long pieces of dialogue of him like condemning and all these sort of things, you just go, Jesus! Like the emotion, the feeling that he he pronounced and into that sort, you just go shit. Like the thing is, is that to be a true like the true art of like acting and all that sort of stuff and i think when the best actors or whatever is when you have two chairs on a stage and they have to talk at each other and it has to be a gripping and amazing performance that's the like the barest minimum of an actor you know just really complete... there were only two actors in this film yeah two actors and quite like, a lot of yes, it's just there was a mermaid, facing each but other. all she did was just sit there and get <laughs> fucked um i saw her boobs so don't watch this if you're too young to see boobs <laughs> this film we had to worry about nudity I don't it'll, yeah. It'll come up. yeah I think but, it is um... yeah cars didn't have any nudity I remember that <laughs> she did have a tramp stab did, though yeah, yeah it did which, actually yeah. which I didn't, it didn't occur to me until like a few years ago I was like, oh my god it's a tramp stab but, yeah. and also I think that the so their, their acting I thought like it was incredible and the way that they the going from like they joined the island whatever and it's like a quite a normal like they're just on this weird like lighthouse island and then by the, it, the whole film is just slowly you get like rob patterson slowly going into madness and then mm. it's just this like slow descent throughout the whole film and then it comes to this like crazy and throughout the film but like the filming the cuts got a lot more sporadic the camera angles got a lot more sporadic and everything like this so, so i i initially thought this film was quite boring a niche for a cinematography point of view it looked awesome but it was just, it was just so still, yeah. and it did my head in for being still. And then as it got later on, it gets maybe more sporadic, more movement, and I just enjoyed because that's the type of I like a lot of movement, and I like a lot of mm. I like color as well. But there also was a color. Uh, but there was a lot of movement, which I really, I really liked. Conditionally, like um, actually, mm. but I don't think it would have worked as well. I didn't like the fact it was square, yeah. and I know why it was square because they use vintage yeah. lenses yeah. and stuff like that. So but it had used, to be. They used like, but they I didn't like the fact it was lenses from like eighteen ninety and that sort of thing. So yeah, imagine you're dropping one of those lenses because you know if, I don't know if you guys have ever used like I'm sure you have done like super like cinematic lens that are worth like absolutely I loads. Never have. Like imagine, imagine dropping lenses also worth loads, but also is like two hundred years old. That would yeah, you'd have a lot of insurance. Me. 
but <laughs> like gee, yeah but i yeah obviously I know it would just be awful though because at least with the cinematic ones you're like oh well they can get another one i'm going to get fired it's going to cost them a bit but at least they can get another one like these they just yeah, wouldn't be another one but it's stuff like they had to use um because of the lenses and stuff and film they had to use like filtration they had to use like um red filtration to get rid of I can't remember some of the colours, but doing all that sort of made it how dark and gritty. So when you have close-ups of a face, you can mm, see like all yeah. the pores, all the lines, yep. and that was because of the filtration they had to use on the lenses. Um, but, you know, this film got nominated for the Oscar for cinematography. You know, it was voted one of the best films for cinematography in the year. And what all that sort what of thing. pipped it in the end? Uh, 1917. Ah, yes. Another film that I wish to review on here. We will at some point. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree that it works. Initially, it was very boring the cinematography, and I know it's like, oh, it's boring. But then I realized it was only boring because that's what it wanted to yeah. be at the beginning. And when it went, I realized that I was like, oh, that's quite good. Because I thought, oh, it's like this the whole film. It's good. it basically just looked like a theater piece, like you said about the actors sat in a room. Is you know, it was coming across to me like a theater piece. Like, because it was just static cameras and non-moving, like, not much movement and stuff like that, and very dramatic movement well, then suddenly. Well, there was no sound um, in the film but then for five it, minutes. It, well, no spoken word anyway. It took five mm. minutes for a yeah, word to be which, said. So, that... Which I can never figure out if I, I like do. in the film or not. I, I really yeah. like that. I mean, the, I the sound... Think, how, I, far, how far can you go? I think <laughs> the sound, the sound, was like, the score and everything, I thought was great as well. Like, the piercing of the foghorn oh, and all that sort of stuff name? was just... Carl, Carl something. And um, he's worked on another film um, with a producer called The Witch. Is it The Witch? Yes, it is. Oh. And, um... Yeah, that was, that was the that director's Yeah, yeah it's the same one. director. I forget so the director's uh, name. Robert Edgar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, like, brought mm. over that whole eerie kind of sound into this film. So so I, so I, my interpretation of the film, because we talked about this yesterday a little bit after I watched it and John, me and John were on about it. Um, so my interpretation was that it was um, a metaphor for someone being trapped at sea. Um, you know, that... And then Robert Pattinson's character being trapped at sea and the other character being the actual sea itself and him initially being um, controlled by it, not understanding it, and starting to break its walls down, um, you know, relate to it, use it as its advantage, and then it kind of all fall apart, and then it end up trying to conquer it. And then when he conquers it, like, it's actually a metaphor for finding land. And when he finds the land, he actually realises it's not the land he wanted. Um, and then the final shot was, like, him, like, on these shitty rocks being, like, eaten by seagulls because he found land, but it wasn't mm. good to him. So I looked it up afterwards. It was not that at all. So well, no, I've made. Like, so I've made film, my own this theory. Listen to interviews by Rob, Robert Edgar and all that sort of stuff. He he purposefully doesn't say things. He doesn't say what the film's about and doesn't say this is what it is and this is what it isn't is. So I think that it's open to interpretation for a lot of it. So like mm-hmm. that interpretation is fine for the film. I think you know. But it's meant to be based on a Greek, I think it's a Greek story, and I forget, and they're well-known characters, but I forget them. But basically, one of the characters discovers the like the secrets of the sea, basically. Another character wants to steal it, um, and then he gets caught, and then he ends up getting... Um, it's the character who ends up getting his... Um, a bird comes and eat his, like, pancreas yeah, every so day. In, I forget in, and then it grows Greek back. Follow- it's um, but kind of... It has a lot of elements right. of Greek mythology. That end scene is Prometheus, 
who was yes that's um, it that's what i was talking about zeus's best friend whoever and prometheus mm. gave fire to humankind and zeus was very annoyed by that and be- annoyed because he betrayed zeus so zeus trapped him and mm. uh, made him watch humankind and everyday birds with um Polaris, pancreas and all that sort of stuff and i saw that as that sort of like he had killed his friend and he had killed his like mentor and all that sort of stuff and it was the sort of like punishment for killing him is that it's the same as prometheus yeah that i mean I mean, once it, yeah, once it said that, I was like, oh, I can see that. But my, yeah, my interpretation, I'm not going to say it was wrong because no interpretation can mm. really be wrong. But it definitely was, I think I, I think I was chasing a thread, really. Though then was finding stuff to yeah. fit my thread. I couldn't um, really interpret the film but I it mean, was so messed up in my mind. <laughs> oh, like, it was, it was a bit it's weird. One of them films. I, I like, thoroughly I, enjoyed watching it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the performances, but I just couldn't get to grips with the story. Or the storyline. Like it was. Yeah, just I think it's. Up, I think yeah. it's one. I think it's one you don't really have to. Yeah. Like, this is a very. This is a very different sort of uh, way. But any of the films that we've reviewed so far, it's a very different way of making film and making movies. But it's. It is. It is classified as a horror and a comedy. And there were po- points of like were really funny, and there were points that were like horror based. You know. So the one bit that did make me laugh is doing the house gets like absolutely yeah. wrecked, and they get absolutely wrecked. And the next morning, then he they obviously have like the p uh, what are they call it the p whatever. bowls whatever splatoon or whatever yeah whatever splatoon splatoon what I don't know I don't know maybe um, chamber pot so yeah you have those in and then the whole <laughs> thing's yeah chamber pot and then it's like the whole thing's flooded. This chamber pot's like floating in the water and he's just trying to pee in the chamber <laughs> yeah. pot, and I just thought that that's really funny. And I was like, I don't care what anyone says. That actually yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> There are like, just points that are, it's just because I could totally imagine that yeah, doing. There were just over. these points that were really funny. Like for me, the whole thing I kind of saw it as like the light. Like I saw it as like a light, the light turning people insane. You know, like when you have a big, big light when you're watching the fire, or whatever, you kind of get that like you start staring at it, and it's kind of like you can't take your eyes off fire mm. and all that sort of thing. So I can imagine a light, and it kind of has that effect, this big lighthouse, um, you know, constant turning around. like It kind of makes slowly people go insane and all these sort of things. But it is supposed to be like a horror film. So, you know, the light is supposed to be like this little demon thing or something controlling and all these sort of things, and it's possessing and all these ideas. So I think that, you know, if if you watch a, like horror, like It or something, you don't, there are some things you just go, oh, okay, he's just some big clown thing. You go, you don't, you don't, you just accept that because you know it's a horror film and that's the premise. So I think with this, you kind of just, some of the mermaid and all these sort of things, you kind of, you know, and I think it's because of his psyche and all that, he's slowly going insane, so he's seeing all these things. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it has like all these threads and like there, there's obviously, I think that, um, what's the name uh, uh oh i forgot his name william defoe i think is is supposed to be gay in mm. the film and i think that robert patterson's uh has like it's not quite clear but he might be and has like this hierarchy of like manhood and what like being a man and all these sort of things and so it has like all these different threads in it mm-hmm. um yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It, they realize like half like later on that he's actually running from something. They don't quite establish what, but they assume it's bad. And the other guy, his family kind of gave up on him because he missed so many Christmases and you know yeah. kind of abandoned yeah. them. 
I think I, th- um, I think it yeah, which is which is really interesting because they they're both running. Yeah, from something. I definitely think, and it's kind of like they're both running for something. They definitely have something in their heads and something in their life, and then they're stuck on this one island together. And it's kind of like, and it's not time period is so difficult. You don't know if they've been there a month, a year, two years. Well, you know. he says that in the film, doesn't he? Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's so towards the it's end, kind of, have we been here two, uh, five weeks or two days? Yeah. So it's kind of like when you're stuck for that long, both have pasts. You can see why their psyche has kind of gone insane. Yeah. So just to top it off, what would we rate this film? Johnny, you can go first because I went first last time. I don't want it. Uh. I think I'd rate it probably like a probably like an eight um, for the film. Um, I think yeah, it's definitely it's a film that um, I enjoy and it's it's really it's really clever and has a lot of thinking and stuff behind it. Um, but it it kind of it would be something that I would tell people if they were talking to, they were talking to me about like Greek mythology in film I'd be like oh go and watch Lighthouse you know it's a really good thing mm. or if someone says sound in film I'll go oh Lighthouse but I wouldn't I wouldn't it's a bit too much for me all in the same thing when it's supposed to be a film yeah um, it's a bit you know I think if I if I watched four or five more times it'd come up higher but at the moment it's probably about an eight for me so yeah was... there's a couple of aspects of the films that are in the high nines uh, for me, like the acting, the uh, framing of shots, the actual way the story is told. So they're like 9.5, 9.6. But I think as a film, as a whole, I'd give it an 8.4. Like, good film, enjoyed it. Aspects of it were incredible. But it's not a film that I'd go and tell everyone to watch. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Yeah, this. Uh, to be honest, I would like to rate it on its yeah. own scale. Um, just called <laughs> yeah. the lighthouse. Um, because I, I, everything in yeah. it is amazing um, yeah. Yeah. in its own way. Everything in it is amazing. I'm not going to take that away from it for a second. That it's amazing. But would I consider it a film that I would watch over and over again, or would I consider it a film that I would show people? I wouldn't. So I'm going to give it an. 8.2 but with an asterisk of could be anywhere between an 8 and a 10 really mm. like not that I ever rate films at 10 but you know it, it it could be anywhere in that it just really depends on what you for someone who doesn't really like well not like film but isn't that into film I think it would they'd probably rate it like a 2 or 3 because they'd get so bored but yeah no I, I got, it's definitely you've got to enjoy that, the film you've got if, to sit down someone, and enjoy it if someone says to you, oh, I've watched um, Tokyo Story, Sem- Samurai, I've watched uh, Citizen Kane, all of those mm. like films, and they're like, you go, Pop oh, picture, you're like, yeah, oh my God, you've watched all the classics, you obviously like film. They're like, oh yeah, I lo- like film and how cinematography works and all that sort of stuff. You go, yeah, you'll love Lighthouse. If someone goes, oh, I watch a lot of films, but you know, I never really, I just kind of watch it to switch off at the end of the day, then you go, don't watch Lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, Watch, watch cars. <laughs> uh, just before we wrap up, I'm going to give a note that I'm in two weeks' time again. It's my time to pick a film. Um, I've actually decided that I'm not going to pick it myself, but give an audience member a chance to choose. So the first comment or anything that I see um, anywhere on our social media or tweeted at us or under our views, I'm going to choose that film. Um, just a little asterisk. I'm going to, if it's legal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will pick it to 
and if it's something that we could watch that it that doesn't start with um have the word hub in it or um <laughs> you or i don't know what other that's good I don't know what other ones there are but yeah don't <laughs> no, yeah just nothing like that just a normal everyday film i'm happy to it have doesn't to have to be every day it, it can be what it can be whatever but um yeah I'm gonna make mm-hmm. a brand. I'm gonna make a new Facebook account and um, suggest some like, <laughs> of like um, Andy Warhol did a 20 minute film. No, you did a 48 hour film of filming New York uh, City of the Empire State Building, and the frame didn't move once from just the Empire State Building. I think I'll suggest that. From myself, Alan, Josh, thank you so much for listening. Um, Everything that we've talked about today, where possible, we'll put up pictures and stuff on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook uh, for you to engage and see what we're up to. And if you have any comments or anything, just leave them there. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for listening, engaging, being part of listening, and uh, play that intro music out.